So if you're using social media and you can't see the amount of likes something has, will it change how you interact with it? Now, this is a a story about Facebook wanting to test and change whether or not you can like something. Maybe they hide the likes and what you get is uh, is a more pleasurable experience because now you're reading what you want as opposed to what people tell you to it and you're not feeling pressure. That's a interesting way to look at social media, but doesn't solve the problem of what social media has wrought. What social media has wrought, of course, is pain and anguish. What social media has done is made people feel bad about themselves and given people this license to attack others with no ramifications whatsoever. You can say on social media what you can't say in real life, because if you said it in real life, ping, you get bopped in the nose. Well, what does it say about social media? Facebook in particular, when they decide, allow us to track you or you can't use us. This is the story of the messenger app called WhatsApp, right? This is a way of of talking to people uh, with privacy and in many ways, uh, kids use, use Snapchat, you know, and the message disappears, right? WhatsApp is to be able to give you this really kind of uh, uh, private kind of conversation. Well, it's owned by Facebook. And what they are saying is, no one is going to lose functionality. And no one's going to have their account deleted just yet. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's so good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, see what I did there? (laughs) 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Eventually, everything's going to be on Rumble. There's also a whole question whether or not I'm going to start live streaming the show on Rumble.com, the video. We'll get into that another time. They're saying that if you do not allow the tracking to take place, slowly the app will stop working for you. Do what we want or else. Well, look, it's their app and you don't have to have the app and I guess that they can do that. But let's make sure we understand what it is they're saying before we go about just stopping on the subject. WhatsApp will start sending you notifications to accept its privacy policy. And then you're going to get limited functionality until you accept the updates. The updates allows Facebook to track you even when you're not online. What you're doing, what you're saying, what you're interested in, you know, because what it does, it creates a, uh, it creates a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A better user experience. It creates the better user experience, don't you know? I don't believe that to be true. What it creates for them is better opportunities to sell you. Remember, if you don't pay for the product, you are the product. And in the case of of uh, of, of Facebook, you're the product. You, me, and we, we are the product. Well, if I'm on Facebook, maybe I accept that deal. But if I'm not on Facebook and I say things like, I don't want you tracking me, well, then I'm not the, I'm not the product. This is not communist China. Speaking of communist China, a story you should know. 
China's population is growing at its slowest rate in 67 years. And that is an issue. That's worth discussing. China's population grew at its slowest pace since 1953. An increase of just 5.4% from 2010. So basically China added about 73 million people over the last decade. It's more than California and Texas. Don't uh, get me wrong. They have 1.4 billion people. The issue for China is the long-term ability of China. Now, this would be true of any nation. And it's very important that for a nation to survive, it is, well, for lack of a better word, breeding. And creating more residents, more citizens. The Chinese population is getting much older. So, first understand that the population over 60 is 260 million people. The population of the United States is 330 million people. So the United States population is over 60 in, 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 in China. That's a big deal. That proportion of the population has gone up considerably, meaning more people are going to be aging and aging out. How do you become or how do you continue to be an economic powerhouse if you don't have the people to power? Remember, for everything that China talks about being uh, or other would talk about China being capitalist, they're not capitalists. They're not capitalists. Just so we understand each other. State run capitalism is not capitalism. No one in China has the real ability to do their own thing. You do what the Politburo wants of you. That is it. That is all. There is nothing else. China realized back in the mid two not the mid-2000s, but mid-2010s, that they had made a mistake. And the mistake was the one China policy. I'm sorry, the one-child policy, not the one-China policy. One-China policy is also uh, a mistake only because it's violent. But the one-child policy, where they forcibly killed people, meant that you were going to have less growth. And then you create situations of you don't have uh, uh, enough men or enough women, and therefore you don't have enough uh, making of babies. doesn't matter how many people want to say men are women and women are men. You still need uh, certain things to get together in order to make it happen. And there are other people who are having this issue. Japan is having this issue. Uh, South Korea is having this issue. This is, this is happening. This also happens among civilizations that are uh, highly uh, technological, where you don't have the, 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 the agribase, right? You don't have the agricultural need, so you don't have to make those kids because nobody has to plow the field. I mean, let's just discuss reality. Then you have people who, create, uh, who, who procreate based on, on religious reasons. So now you got to take a look at where the Middle East is. And a different value system altogether. If you want to argue that Mao brought people out of poverty, it's a gross argument. 
But when you said to people, hey, here's a certain standard of living, even though you don't actually get to live your own life, and oh, only one child, and then people got used to that, why would they want to do anything else? Why, uh, why would they ever want to stretch, or why would they ever want to go without? Or And now look at the technological advances, and if you lived in the eastern part of, uh, of China, you weren't living in the rural areas, look at how advanced you are. No, why would you need anything else? This is all you need. You can't, it's, it's like Japan. You can't create a world of sex dolls and then wonder why guys don't go on dates. Told them not to bother. You created a world society where guys are guilty and any wrong word, they'll be called uh, some kind of sexist or bigot or they'll be told that they're uh, acting improperly or whatever and they said, screw it. And they gave up, right? It's Helen Smith's book, Men on Strike. Why would I put up with this? Why would I be a part of this? You know what I mean? I could just, you know, I'll, I'll play video games and I've got a technology to to handle the uh, to handle the other parts. Yes, 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 yes. Well, that's what's happened in a lot of places. This population going down is of concern to the Chinese. But I think no story has gotten me more out of my head than this story about the CDC and coronavirus transmission outdoors. So this is Fox News reporting on a report out of the New York Times. And what they have said is that the Centers for Disease Control, their estimate that the risk of coronavirus transmission while outdoors is around 10% is greatly exaggerated. That this 10% benchmark is based partly on a misclassification of virus transmission in Singapore. They looked at various construction sites and said, ooh, 10% transmission spread. But they may have actually taken place in an indoor setting. Classified settings that were a mix of, uh, or I should say Singapore classified the settings, that were a mix of indoor and outdoor as outdoor alone. And this is what the CDC has been basing whether or not we can gather outdoors. You're a phony. Hey, this guy's a great big phony. I'm talking directly to you. Dr. Fauci. Now, we have talked about this in many ways. Oh, it's a Super Bowl. It's a super spreader event. Don't you know? Didn't happen. Oh, they're going to they're gonna gather for Sturgis, right? All those motorcycle people are going to get together. It's a super spreader. Didn't happen. Remember all the riots that took place? All the so-called peaceful gatherings? No one worried then, by the way. Then it was totally fine because they were fighting racism, and this is more important than COVID or some garbage. You had Anthony Fauci saying to you and President Biden saying to you, you might not be able to gather outdoors and have a small barbecue with your friends for Independence Day if if you're not wearing a mask. And the rest of us said, that's nonsense. Raise a glass to freedom. We're going to get out there. We're, We're getting out there now. You don't think I've gathered with a small group of friends? My gosh, six chairs, no waiting. Grab a cigar. Let's go. 
Producer Ari never shows up, so there's always an extra seat. Lord. I mean, we didn't buy into this anyway. And it turns out we were right. And we were right. And, and, and this goes to the larger conversation of people have no faith. No faith in the CDC and in Anthony Fauci. They don't. They, they've, they've given up on him. They've given up believing him. Now, this would all be fine if they weren't using the CDC and other things to politicize coronavirus and basically frighten people because data can change and sometimes mistakes do happen. But we've seen too many mistakes. We've seen far too many. People are just ready to live their lives. It's like, it's like masks. I think people were shocked yesterday when I was like, yeah, I tell my kid they don't have to wear masks anymore. You don't have to wear them. You don't have to wear them at school. I mean, they may choose to, but you don't have to. This is over. We're kidding ourselves now. We're now into the lie. If you were sick or somebody who could easily get sick, maybe you should wear a mask. You should probably wear a mask. But you, young and healthy, I think you're cool. I think you're going to be okay. As a matter of fact, I think the data's on my side. So you'll do what you want, kids. I'm not with you in school. I can't control the certain things. People were shocked that I said that. Most people were like, yeah, that's about right. Trust the CDC? No, thank you. Not because I don't want to, but because they've proven themselves untrustworthy. I'm Tony Katz. So I just got told I was on a hot mic, producer Ari. When? Because I got an email about a guy who told me to stop using the Harry Met Sally soundbite. Right? This soundbite right here. I won't lie about the things I talk about. Yes! 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 I got an email from a guy who said, stop using that soundbite. It's more old and tired than your libido. To which I responded, get your own show and use any soundbites you want. Also, nothing is more old and tired than jokes about libido. So if I was on a hot mic, producer Ari... I don't... So I would have said, no, you weren't. But, like, there's no way people would have known you were talking about that unless it was clearly up, which I don't understand. Yes, but it it, it clearly happened. Clearly, but I don't know how. I don't know either. Glad I didn't curse. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Oh, I don't hide it, guys. No, 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 no. I don't hide nothing. Actually, I started by, I, my, my joke was going to be, uh, your mom is old and tired. I hide nothing from you. By the way, isn't it the inside stuff that you always want? <laughs> by the way, Ari is right now mortified. Yeah, that's a bad mistake. Producer Ari is mortified. Oh, that's bad. That's real bad. But it, it 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 happens. It happens and you can't you can't worry about it. Well, I'm really glad because sometimes you're done. So wait, this so this is a true story. This this happens. Tony Katz, by the way, great to be with you. Every now and then I'll be done with a segment. And producer Ari, being the most perfect producer he is, he'll say, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're ridiculous. And he will start yelling at me. If you could hear that. Oh, that would be great. No, I mean, it'd be good radio. <laughs> 
And it's like, wait a second, you have a producer that yells at you? Yeah, like, it's it's ridiculous. This is the, the, the strangest, strangest relationship. In no other world could producer Ari ever have this job. In this world, it's like, okay, are you done? Can we get back to work, please? Can we get back to work, please? Goodness gracious. Anyway, hot mic. Uh, I can't remember if that's happened before in my career. Because I'm usually pretty good about me. I, I shut it off on my side, and he shuts it off on his side. I can't remember. But I didn't curse. By the way, to this day, I've never cursed on my own show. Other people have cursed on my show. I had a producer who cursed on my show. Uh, a, a fellow radio host who cursed on my show. And Richard Dreyfus. Mr. Holland's Opus, Jaws, Close Encounters, that Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus cursed on my show. I have not. I have never dropped one. So I, I got that. I got that going for me. Uh, tomorrow, I plan on having more updates about what's going on with Israel and these air attacks. Uh, the 130 um, uh, targets that were. Uh, targeted 130 targets palestinian terrorist targets that were responded to by the israelis what has led to this i discussed some of this yesterday i'll also get into just the the sheer bigotry from people like rashida talib and ilhan omar and 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 others right so I, i i will dig in on this because I want to be able to bring you, well, you know, it, it's look, it's it's Israel and it's the Palestinians, which is to say it's Hamas and Hamas is a terrorist organization. No one should be surprised. But very often there are timing related situations having to do with internal politics and other things. So I want to make sure I understand what those are. I mean, people are just going to respond, of course, you know, Israel's right to exist. Of course it does. And of course, we're dealing with terrorists. And of course we are. That goes without saying. I want to be able to bring you a little bit more. I want to be able to bring you just a, a little bit more of that. So I will do that uh, tomorrow. And and I love this soundbite. Yes! Yes! And I'm going to play it all day. Yes! yes! All right, maybe just right now. Oh! This is Tony Katz today. Oh! Oh, God. Oh. Don't forget to turn off the mic, Ari. be woke enough and the answer is absolutely positively not you can never be woke enough for the woke it's important to know right it's important lesson to learn right now as we speak because that way you won't try you won't even begin Remember, uh, everyone on the, on the left will tell you how, oh, we support the transgender community. Uh, what about, uh, what about uh, Caitlyn Jenner? Well, not everybody. I mean, we're talking about real transgender people, not people who are doing it just to be cool. Okay, good, good talk. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's a pleasure, guys. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, a parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. Of course, it was Saturday Night Live. Of course, it was uh, Elon Musk on Saturday Night Live. And, uh, and and what did you get? You got people at Saturday Night Live saying, I will not appear on stage with this man. He's just 
too rich and too privileged and the people who work at Saturday Night Live have a, have a serious issue with cowardice, right? And I, w- I could come up with a better word than cowardice. I, I, I should. They're not comics. The comic skewers. The comic exposes. The comic makes us see something that was in plain view but allows us to visualize it for the first time. That's what they do. Observers. If you can't make fun of Elon Musk, you can't make fun of nobody. And they're like, oh, we don't even want to appear on stage with them. And then, by the way, they do the whole show without masks. And at the very end, when they're saying uh, good, good night and buy Dogecoin or whatever, uh, they're, they're, they're there with masks. By the way, full disclosure, I do own Doge, Dogecoin. Not, not much. I just bring it up because if I bring it up, I mention that I own or I don't own. And uh, I just always like to be clear. They wore masks at the end, I guess, because they were all together, but not during the show. It's just posturing garbage. It's all it is from beginning to end. They didn't want to appear with him. They did not want to appear with Elon Musk. So over at uh, Rogan's podcast, Dave Chappelle is there. And they're both discussing the fact that you can't be woke enough. It can't be done. You know, Joe Rogan's like, no one can be woke enough. And Chappelle's like, like you said, no one can be woke enough. I'm torn because I like a warrior for a good cause, but I'm really into tactics. You're not going to nag people into behaving. In fact, if you continue with this tone, even if you're right, you'll be very hard to hear. Right? Um, now, now I, I, I will tell you that uh, there's nothing wrong with being a warrior for a good cause. And there's nothing wrong with, with uh, being into tactics. Uh, but there's no good tactic from, from the woke, and there's no good cause. Because the cause is whatever you feel it is at the second. So, therefore, how could there possibly be a good cause? We should just we should break it down a little further. And then Chappelle will be like, you know, take a puff of a cigarette and go, hot damn, catch, you're right. I would do a Dave Chappelle impression, but I'm pretty sure that would be seen as cultural appropriation. So who wants to bother? What, what, why, would I, why would I do that to myself? Um, it's, it's, it's true that you can't be woke enough. Let's go over to NBC. NBC has announced that they will not air the 2022 Golden Globes. Netflix and Amazon cut ties with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Why? Because they're racists. They need uh, to, to get things right. I, I don't know what the issue is. I, oh, oh, that's right. The organization doesn't have a single black member. Faces accusation of somewhat unprofessional behaviors and accepting gifts from competing productions. Well, I don't think they should be accepting gifts from competing productions. But as for unprofessional behaviors, the Academy is better. The Academy would be the Oscars, right? The people who do the BAFTAs, that's, that's the British Oscars. They're, they're better? What are we talking about here? They don't have a single black member. Okay, I'm not. I'm not sure why that is or or isn't. But may, may I may I ask, is that in and of itself the reason you can't uh, talk to them? I'm just. I'm just curious. 
Why can't it, wouldn't, wouldn't you be better off working with them to try and uh, get them to do the thing you wanted to, and, and instead of th- this i uh, this idea that um, that you have to just drop them because because what are they going to do now? They change and they beg you, and then what what have they actually done? What have they actually done? And today it's 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 you gotta you gotta have a, a black member of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Okay, we have a black member. No, 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 no. We meant four black members. Oh, okay. We have four black members. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are they all from the United States? Okay, we took two people off. We have uh people from around the world. Yes, but which countries in the in in the world? Well, uh no, we here and here. No, no, those countries are okay, we'll get these other countries. Hmm, then tell us about now uh, their histories. Uh they haven't had it easy, have they? No, no, no. We need people who've had strife in their life I tell you much strife where does it end look anytime you show me Hollywood dealing with the bigotry that's been present for years I laugh I laugh out loud because you know what what I what what does it matter to me they want to scream at me and yell at me and tell you and me that we're, we're bigots, this, that, and the other. Clean up your own damn house. I don't need to be a part of it. But I think the Golden Globes needs to understand that no matter what they do, it isn't enough. And wait, wasn't it NBC who tried to spike the story from Ronan Farrow talking about the, the unbelievably disgusting nature of Harvey Weinstein? I believe it was. So NBC, which was trying to keep us from hearing about how awful Harvey Weinstein is, is now so woke they're keeping the Golden Globes from being on TV. How long did they know about how twisted Matt Lauer was before they decided to say, okay, you're fired? How many lies that they heard from, uh, what's his name, Brian Williams, before they decided to relegate him to MSNBC because they couldn't bring themselves to fire this guy they had spent so much time and treasure on? If we want to go down the road and see how absolutely positively unwoke they are, we can. But the big story is they'll, it'll never be enough. It will never, ever be enough. And this is what Rogan and Chappelle are discussing. So the question for us is, if it's never enough, what's the point of trying? And this is where I'm at. See, I I think that it's easier to say, don't be a scumbag, right? Just don't be a scumbag. I think that's the best way to live your life. But if you want to be a bigot, you go right ahead. One of our problems in America is that we care too much. We care too much that other people aren't working with us to make a better world. If you hate me for my politics or my religion, I don't give a good holy damn. It means nothing to me. You are allowed to have that opinion. My gosh, you want to express that opinion, you feel free. You want to come after me, my wife, or my kids, I'm going to hurt you. And I'm going to make it permanent. Do you see the difference?
I don't care if someone hates me. I don't care if someone disagrees with me politically. I expect such things to happen. But I would rather they were rational about their, their disagreements or their dislikes. When they want to get physical with their uh, disagreements or dislikes, that's when it becomes problematic. If I don't think I have to bother with pronouns, for example, with people who are transgender, I use what I use. Well, you could think of me as no good. You could think of me as a mean guy. You could think of me as downright rude. You're not allowed to sue me. You're not allowed to fight me. You're not allowed to attack me for using a, a wrong pronoun. I'll do anything I damn well please. And you could think I'm a bad person. And you could say that, no good, rotten, evil Tony Katz. Look what he said about me. And then someone will be like, yeah, no good, rotten, evil Tony Katz. And then other people will be like, yeah, I don't think that's a big deal. Right? Stop caring. Stop pretending that you have to have these feelings that other people have to buy into. They don't have to buy into them. They don't have to care. They don't need to care. You don't need other people to care about it. And then if they don't, well, then you decide uh, their bigotry. Somebody's got an issue with Elon Musk because he has too much money. So, so therefore you felt the need to go to social media and retweet Bernie Sanders? Just shut your mouth and do the skit. You know how many of us every day work with someone we can't stand? All right, how you doing? Hey. It happens all the time. You have a, 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 a cube mate. I don't know who has cubes anymore, right? But somebody in the cube next to you, and you hate them. Oh, they won't stop talking about their puppy every day. It's another thing about their puppy. And the puppy's 12 years old. But it's still, they're talking about the puppy. And oh, the, pu- oh, the puppy's got a problem going to the bathroom. Oh, the puppy's very specific when it eats. Oh, the puppy keeps barking all day. And you know what you have to do? You have to show up to work the next day. You just keep showing up to work. And you go, ha ha, puppy. And you go back to doing the, the what, what, what did Shandler do? The TRS reports or whatever it was? The TPS reports? Just move on. You don't post about it. You don't share about it. Maybe you gripe uh, to the family. I swear to you, if I hear one more word about this freaking puppy, one more word about the puppy. I don't want to take it out on the puppy, but I hear one more word about this puppy. No one had to hear from the cast of Saturday Night Live what they thought of Elon Musk. No one gives a damn what you think about Elon Musk. Just try and make us laugh and accept the fact that that's all you're worth. Now, that's my take. They want to vocalize. I can't stop them from vocalizing. Vocalize. But accept the fact that people will know that you're fools and know that you're cowards and know that you have a total inability to be funny. And they'll know that you have decided that you are the bar, the barometer of what is and isn't acceptable. And this is why people say, like like Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan are saying, you can never be woke enough. Correct. How could you ever be woke enough for a group of people who are changing the definition of woke every hour to fit their need? I think we need to go the other way with this. Hey, why don't you stop talking so much? Why don't you stop having an opinion on everything? And an opinion, by the way, that isn't based on something he did. Your opinion is on who he is.
You decided who he is for being wealthy is unacceptable. If he had said something you didn't like, well, then you would say so. That's rational. Your problem is he made money with his mind. If he had made money on a basketball court, you'd be fine with it. Why? Somehow the politics would line up better? Maybe don't care so much. Let's talk big issues and big subjects and people will have personalities and you'll just go about doing your job and that'll be it. Now, if he said something ridiculous, like uh, you're next to a police officer who saved the lives of two girls who were being stabbed by another girl, well, then you'd be right to say something. But when you don't say anything about LeBron, but you have something to say about Elon Musk, you'll forgive us if we stop giving a damn about you. I'm Tony Katz. We should take a walk someday. Dream about what we could have been. But I don't want to leave this place. There's no faith in Brooklyn. Yeah. If I move out one day, it will make me a better man. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm on a, on a bit of a theme. But this radical defense of Dr. Fauci at all times is... Is madness. And this is uh, Brianna Keeler, who just took over the morning show there on CNN. Man, she's got a lot to say. Now, I don't know if she curses in this, uh, Ari, so finger on the dump button. And I quote, go F yourself. Such a lovely sentiment. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had not heard that before I Hold on. I want to make sure Ari still has his heart in his chest. How you doing? Oh, I wasn't worried. <laughs> Let's hear more of what she has to say. That Senator Rand Paul's chief strategist tweeted about Dr. Anthony Fauci in response to Fauci giving his opinion this week on the future of masks, that they might be a, quote, seasonal thing. Classy retort. Well, think of this as trickle-down semantics, because Senator Paul is also trolling Fauci ahead of another hearing appearance this morning on the pandemic, which has now claimed nearly 600,000 American lives. In response to Fauci saying he's being politicized by extreme people, which is just a fact, Paul replied, looking forward to tomorrow's hearing, Dr. Fauci, passive-aggressive exclamation point there at the end. To be clear, Fauci is not immune from questions or scrutiny, but Senator Paul, who's an eye doctor, approaches these hearings hearings as if they're a WWE match, only instead of titillating a witting crowd, he blows disinformation all over them. Not true. Absolutely false. And on that, Brianna Keeler should be brought to task. What is the disinformation from Senator Rand Paul? What exactly is the disinformation that you are referring to? What has he said regarding the efficacy of masks that is somehow problematic? Here's the latest story. CDC risk of coronavirus transmission outdoors greatly exaggerated. This is the New York Times, and I'll therefore double check it, claiming that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimate that the risk of COVID transmission while outdoors is around 10% is greatly exaggerated because it's based, quotely, quote, I should say, partly on a misclassification of some virus transmission in Singapore at various construction sites that may have actually taken place in an indoor setting. 
every time the CDC tells us this is this and that is that, they come out later and say, well, this may not be this, and we're not so sure that is that. And I could appreciate such a thing because we're still learning. Even a year later, we're still learning about this virus. But Rand Paul noting that masks don't necessarily have efficacy, and if I'm vaccinated, I don't need to wear a mask? That's science! For what reason are we anti-science? This is Tony Katz Today.